pull you up here, Millie. Slowly but surely. All right, perfect. Millie, you can hear me? I got you, sir. Perfect, perfect. All right. So we will have uh, the Ethernet DAO join pretty shortly. Exciting stuff, exciting stuff. Let me they are doing God's work in this space. Yeah, they truly are. might want to turn off your discord notifications matt yeah thank you <laughs> they are now off and ali i have invited beak as well so you should be able to come up here and pull let's speak Hello there. Can you hear me? Hello. Yep. Can hear you loud and clear. Good. Welcome. And then Ali, when he comes up, I, I know it typically takes a little bit of people to come into uh, these calls. Once you join, it like pauses you for a good 15 seconds. It's a little interesting. <laughs> be good if twitter added a live chat feature for the call. yeah i would have to agree with that one are we using any channel for that on the discord server yeah we could use the um the gub poll chat in the synthetics um in the synthetics discord if anyone wants to put questions there we also have the the tweet that announced this um people should be able to comment below that and we'll see whatever they say Ali's having some, cool. some technical difficulties, but he should be up here shortly. I don't know if he's seeing the notification. Sadly, I can't force him to speak. And your Discord notifications are still on, my friend. No, no, no. See that? That was from my phone. So these are these are separate ones that I had to I had to mute. <laughs> it's all good. All right, guys. We should be able to should be able to start relatively shortly. Just getting Ethernet here. You see him? Yeah, he, he's here. He's just not getting the the, the um plus to uh, to get up here. I ha I had to 
I had to enable my microphone. So maybe he's doing that. First time speaking on Twitter spaces. Well, while we're waiting, um, and Matt is busy typing away and doing something, why don't I just take this opportunity to ask anyone who's listening, anyone from the community, that if you're participating in governance throughout the ecosystem, if you're voting on different proposals, or if you're not, or if you hold governance tokens and you're not really voting on proposals and you sort of uh, don't have time to follow up on everything, feel free to delegate your tokens to the SNX ambassadors. Our wallet is snxambassador.eth. Uh, you'll find it on our Twitter account, actually. And yeah, we'll be glad to participate on your behalf and represent your votes in uh, governance proposals. Again, that's SNX ambassador. And, and that's ambassador, not ambassadors, like you might think. Uh... Yeah, correct. You know, it was Andy that made it the first time, and he left it out for some reason. <laughs> it's all good. I can I, I can kick off the intro while um, Ali's trying to get up here, uh, just in the interest of time. Um, yeah, so welcome, guys, to Aspartan City Hall by Synthetics and the Synthetics Ambassadors. Um, today, we're going to be live with Ethernet Dow. I'll let them dive a little bit more into the details, but the Ethernet DAO helps you transition a mentor Web2 devs into Web3 positions. Just within the SNX ecosystem, the Ethernet DAO has helped, uh, I'm not going to say countless, but I'm going to say devs step into many full-time roles. Um, I personally know of devs that have stepped into Synthetics, stepped into Alien, Quenta, uh, things of that nature. So they, uh, as, as Millie said before, they're, they're truly doing God's work in this space. Um, but... Um, we'll be doing this call a little bit differently than we do a traditional uh, Spartan City Hall. Traditionally, what we would do is we would just kind of like rapid fire uh, questions at you. But instead, we're going to have you guys do a little bit more of a, like a structured uh, kind of like presentation, kind of chatting a little bit about the DAO itself, what you guys do, how you're different from other mentoring programs, uh, and so on. Um, but, all right, cool. Awesome. You guys should be able to kick it off. Yeah, that's it. Thanks for coming. <laughs> no. Okay, so basically, as Matt said, uh, what we do is we grab senior developers from Web2 and we do a mentorship, a two-month mentorship, a crash course, that's what we call it, uh, into Web3. Uh, Ale has been doing some of these courses. Uh, he started with this. He started way back before Ethernet was launched. And he made four of these, and I think they are all core developers now at, at Synthetics. I don't know about the first ones, really. And I don't know, Ale, are you having uh, problems with your microphone or something? You know what? He may be joining from desktop. Ali, if you're listening to this and you're joining from a desktop, uh, Twitter Spaces doesn't support desktop uh, for speakers for some reason. It's just a bug that they have. Yep, so you have to actually join from... That's why. He just messaged me that he's on his laptop. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Sorry okay. about that. Okay. So basically how it works is we have three types of mentorships. We have a, a four team mentorship, a public good mentorship. Those are really straightforward. And we have a third kind that it's a recruiting mentorship. So the, the first one and the second one are someone that wants to mentor for a team or for public good, just comes to the Discord server and they post what they will be mentoring and the target if it is for a team. 
And the third one, the recruiting mentorship, is a, a protocol that needs someone and asks the DAO for a mentor and pays, pays the, the mentor time. Ale, are you up? Yeah, that was it. Sorry, it's the first time I, I've used this as a speaker. I'm connecting with my phone and it works just fine. Okay. So the process is basically it. We have a, a channel for posting mentorships. Uh, people inside the, the, the Discord server apply for it. Basically, senior devs. We are focusing on senior devs, particularly, because it's fast to bring them into Web3. Um, we provide a place for mentors to post uh, what they want to teach, mentees apply, and the mentor picks someone and mentoring starts. Basically, that's that's what we do. We, we try to connect both both places. Um, I don't know, Ale, if you want to talk about more on mentorships. Yeah, sure. So maybe I can I can tell you guys about how it all started. That's a fun story. Um, basically, uh, I was trying to grow the synthetics team, and it was really hard in the middle of the bull run. You know, like every Solidity dev was either starting their own thing or super busy with whatever they were doing in their own protocol. So I would contact my my friends from past work experiences and try to to get them to come to our team. And everyone was interested, but it was very hard to to try to move someone over, right? Um, so after a few, like almost successes that were very frustrating because they were failures in the end, uh, I decided to change strategy basically and contact my friends from the, my like pre crypto, uh, work, right. People I knew that were very, very, very good at coding. Um, <clears throat> but weren't like yet, uh, crypto maybe, right. So I contacted two people and just tried to give them whatever they needed to, to quickly be contributing to, to, to synthetics, right? And it worked out amazingly well. Now, they're already, like they got the general idea of, of how the EVM works and this weird technology uh, works. And they were contributing to the like outer layers of the protocol, let's say tooling, and that sort of stuff. Uh, but we were pretty amazed about how fast they started like going deeper and deeper and actually doing solidity work, right? So they they became core contributors and that was amazing. And Gain helped us out like uh, make this uh, be, like trying to to scale this up or or help other protocols like uh, use the same pattern because we basically noticed that there's like huge amounts of talent out, out there and. And it's it's a pattern that works. Um, so yeah, after getting two CCs into synthetics, we we we, we created DAO and like exposed this pattern, right? And since then, there's been, I mean, teams like Yield that like got most of their team built uh, like this, uh, and now they're they're having their people that join their team this way, training others. So it's it's really a very, uh, I would say, artisan way of growing your team, but it works. And some people coming from Web2 like, are amazingly talented. 
so I really believe that once they learn the web parts or we give them the, as I say, like the web three uh, plugin, uh, they, they make amazing contributions, not just to the protocol that they, they are onboarded to, but also to, to, I'd say the, the entire ecosystem. Yeah. So just to, just like, um, come back at, like into the flow, right. For how the ETH.DAO works. So pretty much what it currently looks like is a protocol would come to you guys and say, Hey, we're looking for, you know, they'll kind of fill out like a job description, so to speak. Right. And then they'll kind of lay out like what the mentorship looks like paid or not. Um, is that kind of like what this initial thing looks like? Like a protocol like synthetics will come to you and say, Hey, we're looking for people on the front end side who we can help mentor into web three. Actually, then... it, actually, no, uh, it's more like, um, teams want to grow the team, right. Uh, and coming to the DAO and if they have one of their members, uh, if they have a little bit of time, they open up a mentorship and try to like, grab some of the, of this talent for themselves. Uh, this case where you say that someone, like some protocol comes to the DAO and says, we need a mentor, that's uh, something more rare. And that's just starting to happen now. And it usually happens when the team doesn't have like anyone with a, a little bit of spare time to do the mentorship. Got it. Okay. So most of the time protocols would come and say, we're going to mentor people within the Ethernet DAO community. And then, you know, later on, they may then be onboarded full time at that particular protocol. Yes, uh, this this has been the case for Quenta, for example. Got it. And, and, and Ali, in, in your opinion, when you're onboarding these uh, these new new devs to Web three, what is like the the first step that you that you that you get them into to get their uh, feet warm in, in this sort of in this industry? Like you mentioned with synthetics, that they're kind of working on the outer layers at first, and then uh, yeah. quickly moved into smart contracts. What have you noticed is like the that, that first step that needs to be taken to get them like you know working on smart contracts and um, coding in that sense. Yeah, I, I think um, every mentor has their own style, but my style is like very organic. Like the first thing I do is like I talk to the person, uh, see what they understand and don't understand about uh, the EVM, uh, see if they have experience uh, using DeFi, for example, and try to like fill out fill out those gaps as soon as possible, right? And when I get the impression that they they, they have a pretty good idea of how this works, we start building something together. And this could be like a little, I don't know, hackathon-ish little project or something, right? Uh, to try, like to start to put those concepts we talked about in, in practice. Um, at the, the first stage where we just talk, I'd say it's very, it doesn't demand much time from them, right? It's, and it also like builds up their curiosity a lot, right? They start to get excited about the this technology, and then the second stage, uh, I like start demanding work from, from them. Right, we work together on something, um, and by this time they start falling down, down the rabbit hole. Right, and the third phase, in my particular style, uh, is like okay, we, we built something, you get it. Uh, now let's let's actually try to contribute to to the project you're interested in. Um, so in the case of of the CCs I got into synthetics, it was like, okay, what PRs can we like attack together, right? So they would be trying to solve these problems, like coming back to me, I would probably in the space for a long time, uh, point out like, 
yeah, this is a pattern that we don't use a lot. Uh, it, it would be better to, instead of doing a push pattern, like do a pull pattern or something like that, like uh, and point, point them out to some previous hack that occurred and start giving them like experience in like the attack vectors of this. But by this time, they, they're actually spending probably half of their week uh, on, the, on actually, con actually contributing to the protocol. So this is where the DAO like ha has raised funds to be able to pay these people without like bothering the protocol, uh, and like be compensated for the um, for the time they're investing in the contributions, which is not minor by this time, right? And this starts building like a relationship between the the mentee and the protocol, right? And by that time, like someone comes in and says, "Okay, who's this person? We want them in the team, right?" And that's where the mentorship pretty much ends. And since you've been paying them uh, for a while or compensating them, they feel that something serious that they're falling into, let's say. I think I lost you on the last sentence, Ali. Yeah, you did um, cut out a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah, that, all, all I was saying is that uh, since we've been paying them for a while, um, they they feel secure. Probably like announced that they would quit their Web two jobs a while back, since we started paying them, and by the time they're making contributions to the protocol, um, and when the protocol like actually does an interview and and, and off makes an offer to them, we we already gain time and they they are like ready to start work immediately. You know, that's a, it's a very interesting, like, thing that you brought up right there. You know, I, I feel like as an outsider, you know, I'm not, I'm not a dev by any means, even if my profile says that I'm the lead dev at Synthetics. Um, you know, I've always <laughs> thought that, for, <laughs> sorry, I had to throw them in there. So, I've, I've always thought that, you know, transitioning to Web3 must be very difficult on some developers, right? Because if you don't have something like Ethan Adao, it becomes very difficult because you have to, in a way, like, if, if you really want to, like, you know, dive like fully into this pool of like learning uh, solidity and everything else right you may have to give up like your income at the time right so the, the like from what you're saying ethan Adele helps you bridge that gap right like yes. i i don't know how much like you guys are actually paying and i don't know how that actually works but like that's very important for this space right because it, it opens you up to this wider like this wider globe of people who now have the opportunity to come in not just you know let's say people who made it in web you know um let's say people who made it in coding somewhere else, right? They, like, now everyone has the opportunity to step into Solidity and, you know, Ethereum and all these other things, right? Um, just just because I'm curious on it, how exactly does EthanetDAO get funding um, to pay these developers? Is this by donations or? Yes, uh, we, are, we are a public good project uh, and we do not charge developers to learn. This is important because every other project we see, uh, on education charges the, the, the mentees, the, the people that train a fee for being trained. We actually do the opposite. When a mentorship is in progress, we enable the mentor or the mentee to ask for funds to cover the non-paid time they put in. And basically we have a, an NFT project running uh, where you can go and just mint and donate to the DAO. We use those funds for this. That's awesome. That's pretty yeah, awesome. Got it. That's, I, 
I have to say, like, Ethernet's out to me sounds like the most, like, DeFi way to get into DeFi, you know? Like, instead of, like, you guys potentially, you know, because um, I know a lot of other projects, they'll take um, maybe, like, 25% of what you make at the next protocol that you work at, or maybe they won't pay, like, you, you have to pay them for whatever course they're selling you. Like, you guys are doing this all for a public good. That is, that is awesome. Like, that is truly amazing. Yes, it, it was the spirit from the beginning. When Ale came to me to, to say, okay, let's think, the first thing that we established is, was that uh, developers coming in should not have any friction to to jump from their Web2 jobs, especially because we are focusing on senior Web2 devs, and they have a, a good jobs. I mean, the last time I, I did interviews was with uh, Apple, people, uh, Google people, um, MIT. So we are talking about people that have really good jobs, but they are just trying to jump into Web3. And on that note, what sort of, um, sorry, Ali, did you, did you want to say about that? No, no, go ahead. I'll add it later. I just want to know, like, what, you know, you just mentioned um, some Google employees and, uh, you know, students at MIT. Are do you guys, uh, are you guys looking for a little bit more sort of experienced developers or would you onboard like maybe someone who just got out of university, um, you know, for computer science or has a little bit more basic uh, coding background? Yeah. So what, what I was going to say is very much related to that. So uh, one of the things uh, Matt said was like, uh, what, why is it so hard for, for people to, to jump from two to work three, right? Um, in the case of, of people that are already senior and they know that a lot about technology and how to program and all that, they don't want to do like a complete course. Not, it's not just about the money, it's about the time and they don't want to like go back to the basics. I mean, if, if you pay for a course, you have to uh, digest so much stuff that it's like, oh, I already know this, this is general programming, you know? Um, so what's ideal about what we do is that since it's a one-on-one or one-on-two or one-on-three, thing like a tailored thing uh we can directly understand what uh information they need right and that's really hard to because there's the tools that we're using the technology that we're using evolves very quickly so it's very hard to 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 have like a resource online that you, you can just go on and determine oh i need to know this this and this so that's basically what the mentor does the mentor is there to point out what the person needs to understand uh, and probably just point out some materials uh, to, to consume, some things to do. And that's why it's super, super fast. And it is hard because if you're a senior dev that wants to make the jump, you don't know where to start. Like there's, there is material out there and it's either like deprecated. Uh, you don't know if it's true, if it's good or not. Um, and if it's if there's some like uh, reputation to it, it's probably a complete course that you don't want to do. Yeah, that's a that's a really great point. Like you know, the fact that meeting with a mentor one on one and having this like very individualized and like tailored uh, you know discussion about what you're learning uh, to me that's like super important. Like without that and just having to rely on uh, some course that was probably maybe made two years ago with all these different changing topics. I mean, and the, the, the Ethernet now, uh, you don't have to pay them anything for this. You're getting like a, I, I'm going to compare it to like, a, you know, being at a university and having a one-on-one with a guy who 
has done 30 years in a particular topic, uh, but, you know, in Web3. Um, well, Web3, a couple of years is almost like a, a couple <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So we have uh, more than 2,000 developers on the server by now. Um, and there are six team, six mentorships running. We have uh, Quenta, Yield, Aileen, Snowball, Nervous, and Optimism. Kelvin is is doing one of the one of the mentorships. I know Ale wanted to to do it, but he was working with Synthetics. Um, we also have a speedrun channel. I mean, if you if you don't feel you are a senior, we have uh, something uh, a channel with Austin Griffith. Where, where you can check what you know and you don't know. Uh, but mainly if you if you see what we're doing, for example, if you see the, the first Ethernet way that we launch, you will see that uh, developers always think they are not at the level they need to be for this mentorship. And they get surprised. So pretty much what you're saying with that is, let's just say you're a junior dev who might not think that they're ready. They can always go down the speed run path continue practicing and practicing by themselves a little bit and then transition into this, you know, mentorship exactly. down the line. Got yes. It. Awesome. Awesome. And right now and... we have 18 successful cases. When I said successful, they are all hired uh, on teams developing already and 15 mentors. Uh, this is a nine months job. So uh, we believe this will scale this 18 guys will come up and say, okay, we want to mentor now. We actually have two that were mentors and now are mentors and bring this to, to a, a more scalable level. I think it's even, the numbers are even higher. Like uh, I'm also doing a few mentorships right now. Um, one of them is uh, actually forming an entire team called Grateful uh, and we formed them uh, a CTO um, that is doing amazingly. And we're currently doing something pretty new, which is we are merging two mentorships uh, for the formation of this team. Uh, and one of the mentorships is being done by uh, an ex-mentee. So yes, like it's, it's getting more interesting, let's say. Oh, awesome, awesome. And like, what would you say is like some of the the current happenings like at the Ethernet DAO? Like any initiatives you guys are trying to push right now, uh, you know, to potentially bring more people into, uh, you know, being mentored or just you know getting people more interested in uh, coding in Ethereum and things like that. Anything you guys want to touch on there? Yeah, well, Ethernet way the, this this uh, story is about the uh, mentees that became uh, Web three developers. Uh, was something that we wanted to do to to create awareness. The bottleneck that we're he that we're having now it's a lack of mentors, lack of people who wants to come and, and open a mentorship. We have great people that I think they don't know about us yet, but they have the spirit of uh, contribution. They they know this will grow the space, but they don't know about us. So uh, that's one of the things that we are trying to. To kick in. So if if anyone here knows a developer that that thinks it would be a good mentor, please uh, share this. It, it, I think it is important. Honestly, I probably would. Uh, I probably will refer some people to you in the in, in the future. And I'm sure anyone from our audience probably has a lot of referrals too. So if you're listening, please take that advice to heart. 
Uh, one, one thing I want to ask you is, what's the sort of turnover you see um, from new devs coming in? So let's say somebody has um, a four years developer experience you know, for, for in coding or in, in some background, and they want to get into Ethan Ardell. How, much, how long does it usually take before they could, you know, from the day they start to when they um, perhaps not start working on another protocol immediately, but by the time they could like contribute in some way, somehow to open source projects? It depends a lot. Uh, it's not uh, about so much about the experience they have. Like I've, I talk to people that don't have the, that much experience, but are crazy talented. Like they, they do like little EVM games and optimization games, and it's just crazy. So the turnover, I would say, is, is very organic, and it needs a lot of tact from from the mentor, right? Um, but in general. Um, the actual productivity of the mentee happens very fast uh, when these like, initial parameters are, are met. It happens really fast. It can happen in a month, uh, between one and two months, I would say. Oh, wow. That, so that's like even a lot faster and a lot better turnover than even um, the boot camps that are out there. That first, you know, like the coding boot, uh, the solidity boot camps there, a lot of places. Yeah, it, it is. It is super fast, but that's the hardest part of mentoring. Uh, the mentor like picking a good candidate. And that's very organic at moments. And, and of course, we, we don't look at like LinkedIn profiles and that sort of stuff. We just talk to people and ask, ask a few questions, right? And from that, we, we pick a, men, a mentee, right? But usually when we make that choice in the right way, it is amazingly fast and it's surprising. We're like, whoa, every, every, every single time. Um, do you feel like there's a little bit of an advantage when uh, somebody might know a little bit about crypto or use DeFi a little bit or, you know, even um, any kind of background in crypto? Well, yes. Um, in that case, the mentorship is mostly about um, uh, like explaining things about how the community works, advice on how um, teams are formed, the workflow, how this ecosystem is much more open to sharing knowledge than other uh, spaces, um, uh, more about making sure they know about the security of the previous hacks and that sort of thing. But it's just like being a steward in, about that stuff. And in those cases, I found that I mostly had to, to teach them nothing in terms of uh, coding solidity, only just giving them the best practices and warning them about potential attack vectors Interesting. And so when you guys bring on a mentee, do you, do you feel like as they're developing, as they're working, there's like this huge advantage that the whole like ecosystem, like you just mentioned, is a lot more open to sharing knowledge and everything's open source. And do you think this would be possible in Web2 in the same sort of way? Like, do you think this sort of mentorships are, are would, would be as successful in a Web2 environment? What? I'm not sure because uh, this whole pattern that we're doing here, in a way, it's it's very like synthetics. Like it's very it's kind of a thing that's happening in this space. So, so I don't see it happening. I, I don't have like, a concrete answer to say no, it wouldn't happen because of this or this. All I know is that this is like an organic initiative, uh, and it just happens to flourish. This well, I mean, outside looking in from, from my perspective, it, it seems like it would be very difficult for this to, you know, be able to flourish in a Web2 environment just because the nature of how you're raising funding, 
um, the open source nature of just crypto in general and like how, you know, you submit, you're talking about submitting PRs and PRs are essentially just pull requests from GitHub, from open source um, work on GitHub. So I just kind of feel like this fast turnover, you're talking about the success that you guys have, you know, the talent that you guys are bringing in. I, don't, I just feel like it's not, it wouldn't be able to happen in Web2 the same way. I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm mistaken, but I feel like this is just one of the amazing things that are enabled by, you know, Web3 and DeFi and the open nature of, of crypto in general. Yes, fund, fundraising uh, will be tough and it will have a lot of, of legal problems. And on the mentorship side, uh, I really don't know. Uh, I think uh, the, the perfect answer is let, let Web2 die and bring everybody to Web3. That's, 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 like, that's a bold answer right there. That is a, wow, that's a, that's a way to answer that question. That's a way <laughs> we to We have to make it question. grab just in case so that the <laughs> stop functioning. Yeah. Uh, well, that was a that was an awesome answer, and like, I guess kind of just to go into this like donation model again, just because this is I I don't know why my my brain's going back to this, but here we are. Like, is this donation model working? Like, is it sustainable, or are there any other avenues that are being explored to keep the Ethernet DAO around for you know years to come? Well, when we when we started the NFT project, we we thought, okay, this maybe we sell one, maybe we sell the ten thousand in one minute. Like it happens, uh, but we. We got to a, a a midpoint, a good midpoint, where we have like about ten or or fifteen mints each month, and that that makes this sustainable. As we as we grow and we see more more money coming in, uh, we will expand. I mean, what you expand is expenses. Uh, we have a bounties program, for example. Uh, we we did a bounty on on ACC. ACYY NFTs uh, art fully on chain and that was amazing uh, the guy who who won that bounty uh, made a, an awesome job uh, you can see it on, on our DAO or on our Twitter uh, and as soon as we get more funds we, we create more bounties to for devs to learn a few things and I think it's it's looking pretty good, actually. And most of the devs that you guys are onboarding are like I know you, you know you guys are, uh, um, said that you onboarded devs to synthetics and sort of have a DeFi background. Do you notice um, there's more demand in perhaps the NFT sort of space right now at the current time for for onboarding devs, or is it are you guys still focused mainly on DeFi? Well, uh, Kelvin from Optimism is actually doing a, a, a mentorship on on EVM. He's not doing something uh, DeFi related, to be honest. Uh, and we had another one, but it's it was talking about doing a mentorship on on. It's true. Are yeah, can... protocol stuff. We actually have a bounty for the first uh, protocol there to open a mentorship in the DAO. Which uh, has not been taken yet, but there, there's been some people interested, and probably hasn't started because they're super super busy with the merge. Interesting. Wow. wow interesting. And I, I do feel like there there probably is a potential avenue for you guys to do like these small bounty programs for like other protocols. Like let's say a protocol like Synthetics needs some like minor um, you know front end work done, or a protocol like Wire or Quanta. Um, and then having, uh, you know, your uh, the Ethernet DAO in a way like help to facilitate this. 
um, just a just a thought. Off yeah, the top totally. Of my head. That's uh, something we told uh, a few people we talked about. Like, if you need something done, uh, you could totally like open a bounty in the in our server. Like, it's completely anyone can do that. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, no, I I think that's like a really big avenue for these protocols to get involved as well. You know, and to get these to get developers' feet wet with uh, you know working on individual protocols and learning about them a little bit. It's like a it's like a pretty junior dev way to you know step into some of these protocols. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, hey, uh, it, it works sorry. nice. Sorry, uh, it works nicely because um, even if if the um, the people working on the bounty uh, do not have a lot of experience in Web three because they're not they haven't been mentored yet or something like that, uh, they are very excited. Like they're they get obsessed with the bounty and they like we this NFT bounty we 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 opened. Uh, the guy did it like in two days, and we're like, what? <laughs> "That's that's amazing!" Like, there's a lot of excitement in and the people that uh, tackle the bounties. On the bounties, um, is this some specific bounties, or is there like a limit to what sort of bounties you guys would accept? Just so I know, so like when I refer, if I refer to other protocols and stuff, like this is a good place to maybe post your bounty. Is there sort of a limit to what kind of bounties you guys look for? Is something specific or? And when we run out of money, that's the limit. <laughs> no, but some, some bounties uh, can be offered by anyone. Like anyone can say, it. "I would pay a thousand dollars or whatever for someone to do this." What we probably will not allow is like someone uh, doing something like really shady, right? Like build me a front-running bot to whatever, <laughs> right? Um, but but yeah, um, the DAO in general is like we try to impose the least amount of structure that, that we can, right? So it's very free, to, it, it's very organic, which is like a, a meeting place uh, and, and a commons good uh, thing that is there simply to reduce friction, to help people uh, get on board and meet other people, right? So we don't have a lot of constraints, but if we see something shady going on, I guess we will, the council will just uh, restrict that advantage. Yeah. Another thing you'll notice if you go to to our server is that we don't have that many chat or or movement like you see in other servers. As we are, most of them are developers. They just ask a question, solve the thing, and move on. So that that makes the the Discord server really easy to to follow up. I mean, you have, for example, a a code question channel where you can just go and say, okay, I need to do this. How do I do it? And someone answers and that's it. Uh, so it's it's pretty easy to to follow up everything on, on Ethan Nadal, to be honest. That's great. And so like from what I'm getting from what you guys are saying, basically any sort of legitimate work that someone would need for their protocol, whether it's UI work or if it's some um, backend work that they're sort of under-resourced for, you guys can handle it, you know, for the most part, almost anything that they would need, right? Yeah, and that's really interesting. That's a great resource few, to tap into. Yeah, there's a few OGs going around, so they can ask questions and get if they get stuck with anything. So yeah, it's a, a nice little uh, community for that sort of thing. Yeah, that is. I definitely have a laundry list of items that I would, uh, you know, that I will, uh, <laughs> you know, draw out a little bit, spec out, and shoot your guys' way. I mean, we've got some got some issues with the some uh, front ends, but you know. Yeah, yeah let's just I, not I, become the. the backlog DAO, 
All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll, good point. I'll, yeah, good I'll make point. sure you guys aren't the backlog now. That's, that's what I'll do. That's what I, yeah. No, yeah. the reason I say it because I'm, I'm actually part of a Lyra grants program myself. And I know, you know, I have uh, buddies who are in other grants programs and uh, other contacts. So, and they always, you know, they're, they're constantly have bounties that they're going on. And I think, do you guys think there'll be a good synergy there between the separate, some uh, grants programs and, and Ethan Adda? Yeah, I can just yeah, see sure. a, a, a channel name directly from the bounties. I mean, if SNX has some bounties, we just uh, put uh, SNX bounties and we put it all there so people can jump in uh, and, and contribute. Yeah, awesome. I will definitely uh, follow up about that. It's definitely something on the synthetics uh, staking app that I would love to have fixed. Um, you know, but yeah. This, sure. this has definitely been awesome. I'm going to open this up a little bit to, to any questions in the audience. If anyone wants to hop up here as well, we'll definitely continue. Just some casual Q&A as well. But if anyone has any uh, individual questions for these guys, feel free to request and I'll pull you up here. I'll see if I have any questions on, uh, on my Discord DMs. I see well, a few mentors here. See Mario Biological. Awesome, guys. You see, you know, this is the thing with Twitter spaces, right? Because you have to talk to actually say, like, your question, I think, I think some people might get stage fright, or maybe you guys are just awesome presenters. <laughs> Here, I think it's I'm a former. <laughs> Here, I'm going to pull up uh, ultrasound flipping to, uh, to ask a question. All right, ultrasound, you're good to go. We can't hear you. I don't know if you're speaking. Yeah, you're oh, currently muted. Is that better? Yeah, yeah we can hear you. Okay, now. hi, thanks for doing this presentation. Uh, so I found your uh, Ethernet DAO Discord. I'm wondering if that's the best place to kind of uh, introduce what our background is and if you can direct us to either uh, if it's better to do the speed run or to uh, just go straight into the mentor mentee relationship, speed run is uh, the best way to go uh, at the beginning. Uh, mentorships are open. Uh, I'll, I always announce when a mentorship is open. You will see it on mentorship category, mentorships uh, channel. Um, but I will say speed run until you see a mentorship open. Okay, the mentorships will open on the, uh, let's see, it's the, which channel? It's the mentorships, uh, mentorship channel? Mentorship, yeah. You see the mentorships category and you have speed run first and mentorship second. Okay, thank you so much. My pleasure. Other thing that I wanted to say is my, I have my Discord open 24-7 for DMs if someone needs help. A mentor needs uh, help to post the mentorship or someone needs help because the Discord is not working anything. Uh, I'm 24-7 there, almost. Wow, you guys are really accommodative, honestly. I'm, I'm truly impressed. You know, it's it's really crazy to me that, that he's not out isn't like, um, like the go-to space for anyone that wants to enter uh, Web3 development. Um, but maybe become that. Yeah, we will all do our part to help you guys get there. 
you know, because uh, like just just thinking about all this, like one on one mentorships and Dante's got his got his discord open 24 seven at the detriment of his personal life. And, you know, all these other things like like this is this is truly insane. And to, to then if you come onto a mentorship, you're being paid like as you have created the perfect system, like the most DeFi way of entering Ethereum and like. <laughs> and Web3, like, this is beautiful. I, I, I don't even think there's enough words for me to describe how amazing this is. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, we, I think we're doing this because we truly believe that uh, there's, like, a next generation of people that are going to build on, on the application layer of Ethereum. And we really think that uh, talent that's currently sitting in Web2 can make, like, a huge contribution to that. So we care about um, transmitting as much as we can of our knowledge, right? Um, so our interest is really that, to like make sure that the people that take over in the next generations in DeFi, which is just like a five-year time period, they're prepared and they have what they need. Yeah, and at the same time, uh, take the same values that this generation had to build uh, Ethereum. Until now, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm a huge fan of public goods, and it seems like the ultimate public good. Like, there's so many out there, and, and I really respect all of them, all the work they do. It's really selfless, uh, completely. And you know, Dante, on, on your point right there, do you guys sort of um, make it your like take on the responsibility of bring and when you bring on new devs from Web two to really show them the the sort of the ethos of crypto and, and DeFi and um, like you mentioned, do you really to go out of your way to sort of give them a, an idea of how sort of the mentality here is? Well, I do it with the, with the example. Uh, I mean, what I do is uh, uh, I basically treat everyone as, as people. I mean, I, I have a few people that were like amazed that I answer DMs and, and guide them through what, whatever they need to, uh, but I think that's the spirit of this space, basically. I know we have some speculators that that's part of the, the, the crypto space, but mainly the people that, that are devs, the, the generation that built DeFi and, and all those things are great people, open people that, that if you ask questions are there to answer. So I'm just taking that torch and moving it further. In the mentorship aspect, uh, yeah, I would say it's like, I know, half of the mentorship is like transmitting the culture. And I think uh, my experience in, in mentorships, when I expose some of this is when they start falling down the rabbit hole because they are like shocked by how, how open the community is and how cool it is that projects just share and help each other, like open channels. Every project has an open channel to every other project. And when they see this web, of developments is when they they start like going nuts and thinking oh, my web two job sucks. <laughs> I want to go full in on this. Yeah, you have to think that senior devs from web two are all are mainly corporate devs. So this is totally different spirit. I honestly love that. That's amazing. You guys are really like instilling the philosophy on web two devs and the fact that that wins. That's just huge. It's, it's ultra impressive to be honest. I, I, I personally didn't have this much insight on um, on Ethernet down. I learned a lot today, so I, I'm sure the audience also, you know, learned a lot. Thank you so so much for telling us all about this and 
introducing us to this wonderful you guys are building. No, well, thank you so much. Thank, yeah, thanks for that because he he brought us here. Yeah, guys. Anytime, I will. I will do as much as as much in my power to you know bring everyone to the Ethernet DAO. This is truly a, a a beautiful thing. So thank you guys for being here today, and thanks everyone in the audience. Yeah, thanks a lot, everyone. All right, guys. You have a good one, and uh, chat soon, folks. Thanks, everybody.